if you, if you look at the goal of this is the picture of the relationship I want, this is love to me. This is, this is what that looks like. Then start there and back into it. Mm -hmm. And if you back into it, there's certain ways that you have to agree to now open up, be vulnerable, show up. You can't react the same way that you might have in the past. For years, I struggled with toxic relationships and understanding my own emotions. I found myself repeating the same cycles with different people and living in victimhood. I am Maria, your host, and I specialize in self-mastery coaching. I've spent the last few years working with various therapists in order to heal my own traumas and help others. This podcast is your dedicated resource for gaining emotional intelligence, nurturing self-awareness, and cultivating healthy relationships. If you're prepared to master your emotions, improve your relationships, and create captivating self-confidence, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for listening, and welcome to this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. I'm super excited to be talking about this topic this week because it's one of my favorites. And the reason it's one of my favorites is because it's very uncomfortable for me. And I think it's uncomfortable for most of us. And I do talk about it a lot, especially on social media, on Instagram, and that is vulnerability. And I figured that I would bring in someone extra special and someone I've been practicing this with for a few months. <laughs> my boyfriend, TJ. Hey, babe. Hey, hey, good morning. Happy, uh, happy last day of the year when That's we're recording right. this. Yes. It's um, the 31st. Which is cool. And, and what a fun topic, I guess, in some ways for us to, uh, go ahead and tackle as a, as a wrap up to a year. Yeah. Cause it is one of our intentions also next year to be more open, more vulnerable and, and just keep practicing that it's kind of a muscle. It's like going to the gym, mm. it's like anything else we have to practice and it's not always the sexiest thing to do. Yes. I was talking to you about this the other day. I was like, you know what? Vulnerability is just not sexy. Yeah. It starts off messy. It starts off being really uncomfortable, really awkward. I mean, I remember myself. I wanted that from partners in the past, but I wasn't willing to go there. I wasn't willing to actually look deep inside myself and, and be vulnerable with myself. And I do think it's a self exploration first it's something you have to be able to do with yourself yeah in order to allow that feeling in a relationship or with either even friends family members right i think there's this deep connection that you can develop if you're able to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and open and the reason it's hard for a lot of us is because it leaves us subject to be hurt yeah and opens you up yeah, yeah. And i mean what does what does vulnerability mean to you oh good question i mean i like i like your I mean, when you, when you say it's an exercise, I think that's, you know, well-termed phrase because I mean, vulnerability is, is being open, right? And most of us, we've got a bunch of walls that have gone up pr protectively. That's instinctive. I think we're human, you know, it, that happens automatically. But if, if it, to be vulnerable means to take those down and most of us don't do that readily. So it takes a little time to do that. But what I like to always think of it, what's our goal? You know, what do I want to feel in life? And, and to connect to someone and to be open to someone, um, you have to be vulnerable, right? I mean, that's, a, that's a large piece of it. Yeah, those depths, those deep pieces of ourselves that we, where we really feel that true love that I don't think a lot of people end up feeling. And I feel like we live in a society right now that when it gets down to that point, you know, the year mark where when those walls are coming down, when your true authentic self starts coming out in relationships, people get scared off because now they have to be real. They have to be open. They have to be honest. They have to ask those questions. They have to, there's no more mess, right? Those walls you were talking about. I think you, you said that so beautifully is that we create these walls and it's usually from past pain, from hurt, 
And when it's time to get vulnerable, especially now in this society, in this generation, people just rather go to something else, jump to the next yeah. thing. The new mask. The or, new mask, yeah. right. That, that this doesn't work. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But we carry the same <laughs> shit, you know, like we carry the same triggers, the same traumas, the same stuff. But it'll be different. <laughs> that is the, the quest for most of us is that, oh, the next person will fix it or the next person won't be that way. But it all starts and ends with us. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that and like where do we create those walls and where do we create those maps right because it's so hard for us to pull those down and being selective of course to the right person i think it's important but also acknowledging when you are triggered when there's things that isn't you and we actually just went through this recently something happened that you triggered in me but it had nothing to do with you mm -hmm. and it had everything to do with my trigger and i, I kind of try to explain it to you was when we're bruised and we're hurt, there's like an open wound. We don't sometimes feel that open wound, but somebody comes and rubs against it or taps in it, it hurts. Sure. But I think it's, especially as women, we have to realize that it's not that person's fault that they tapped into it. That's just life. Life is going to be painful. Things are going to happen. But it is our responsibility to be open to acknowledging where that came from. Uh-huh. And being vulnerable. And then I had to be vulnerable and talk to you about it and tell you, hey, this is where this came from. It has nothing to do with you. But just so you know... This did like hurt and trigger me, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I think that's hard. That's, that's exhausting. It can be uh, exhausting. Yeah. Right. You're just you mentally yourself. You almost have to tiptoe through that process <laughs> together. Right. Right. But it's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it can create sexiness. Other areas. But at the moment, I mean, it's it, not. Sure. Yeah. It's, it can be painful. Well, I mean, it's it's very much a human thing. So let's start right yeah. start there. I mean, we all have them. So you know, normalizing in that sense helps you because then you say, okay, all right. So this isn't bad. This is this is something just as a human that happens, you know. And then I I think the the goal. Well, if you start out, you know, for instance, in our relationship, I mean, if you want to find love and connection, right, you have to have vulnerability. Otherwise, you're going to have a very surface level relationship that won't go anywhere. So if you already know you have to go there, you kind of have to back into the fact that you're going to have to be open. So if I, if I realize I have to be open, then I have to be willing to look at who I am, which gets back to what I think you said. First of all, you have to know yourself. You can't, if you don't know yourself, then you're going to find triggers right and left of how some, you know, how someone is that has nothing to do with them. But everything to do with all the things that you have chosen to ignore or or hide behind, right? For a long time. So, I mean, it, it takes a while to dig into to where we kind of all have to go there is first of all knowing, okay, who am I? And then, you know, what are some of the things that I have issues, you know, not issues with, but really that I've, I've just been through. And these are little struggles that I'm going to have to uh, continue to try to to learn the best version of myself as as i as i tackle them and i think being with someone you know and interacting with someone that you know you can be yourself and trust to open up those areas of yourself right mm -hmm. is a huge part of being willing to go and be vulnerable totally. if that makes sense yeah, i agree and i think we've created that space for each other and we need to need to and i don't think it's ever going to be perfect but i agree and as a woman i think what creates safetyness for us or at least I'll speak for myself, but I think a lot of women relate to this, is knowing that you're not competing with anyone else for attention, love, that there is acknowledgement that 
I can come talk to you and there's not going to be this like ego that's going to be waiting for me or this defense mechanism, right? That safetyness is more emotional for us and more of a, you are what I want you. I will show you that there's consistency. So I think women are able to open up in that environment. I sometimes don't think we choose the best partners. And so we want to be vulnerable with the wrong people that don't create that safety, right? That emotional safety for us. But we do have to eventually, I mean, we have to create that for ourselves first so that we can attract somebody that is responsive and is able to, I mean, we've had emotional talks from like day one. We were able to get in deep into a lot of subjects that I don't think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that as women, we have to set the tone. And I've talked to you about this before. We, We are the gatekeepers of emotional intelligence in that sense. So even if I'm feeling all these emotions, I can't come to you erratically and spew them all at you and be like, well, create the space and I need you to fix it. And I just need you to <laughs> listen to me. You know, mm-hmm. we have to be able to have the emotional intelligence and being aware where it comes from, process them, and then speak about them, right? In, mm-hmm. in I statements and this is what I feel. And never make it about the other person because most of our emotions, the way we feel, it's our responsibility, it's our own no one can make us feel any sort of way. And I, I don't know that a lot of women believe that because I know I didn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. I thought whatever I felt was somebody else's responsibility and they made me feel that way. And it's because I was never giving to myself. I expected other people to like fill my cup and give it to me in ways that I couldn't do for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think for women, it's that um, I know then it's really hard. I mean, we've all been taught since we were little kids like, Emotions aren't like a thing that are taught to men. Like, feel your emotions. Cry when you need to. It's the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Be strong. Men don't cry. So when you guys, I think, create some walls and masks and develop these things from being brokenhearted and being in relationships where you didn't feel safe, how do you shift that, right? That's important. I want women to listen to you on your side because I want to know what that create. How do you create emotional safetyness for a man or what makes you guys feel yeah, sure. No, for a long time, you're right. I think men have been told to to suck it up, essentially, you know, and and then there's a flip side, you know, which has has gone too far the other direction. Yes. Okay. So let's let's be honest. I don't think we've landed where we should, you know, in society or you know, in general, when it comes to to where where a man should find himself. In a place that most ex- accents, I think, where we should be in the masculine. Well, I mean, as a man, finding a space of vulnerability, I think it's key for us guys to have a woman that we feel respects us. I think one of the big things for men is respect. And, and you can, I think, talk to nearly anyone when it comes to the ballpark of, of relationships and interactions between men and women, and you'll find that most of them will filter toward women need love and men need respect. And, and there's a reason for that. I think a guy, you know, we revolve a lot around if we have the support, respectful support of, of a partner, we can do so much more with that. And it's not that love's not important. I just feel like the respect factor, myself as a guy, a partner who, who respects me, it's going to give me more juice to energize me to be a better man, I feel like, in my life, you know? And therefore, if I have that respect, then I also feel like I can show up in more love, in more vulnerability, in more support. I think guys are more willing to go deeper in terms of being 
raw and and emotionally there with someone who is is willing to show up with respect mm-hmm. i'm sure that's hard for women because you know there's a lot of guys out there that need to see the respect first before they're willing to go there and and so i think most women uh, correct me if i'm wrong would want to then try to push that i need you know the need for emotionally vulnerability mm-hmm. and to go there before the respect is shown and therefore that creates tension totally i i believe so and especially like you i mean you mentioned men nowadays they're a little softer yeah <laughs> not showing up as men right and they want to be treated as a woman would mm-hmm. so women are, are feeling this need of this healthy masculine that's just not showing up and i agree it's a beautiful dance but also and i think the most important thing if we had the beginning was getting really clear like i mean i know i'm an emotional person i need that emotional connection yeah. and i knew that if you couldn't give me that this just wasn't gonna work out yeah right and you told me like i can't be with somebody that screams yells yeah so in a way we both said set the standard. set some boundaries and say these are the ways that i am better right i can be my best self if i'm with someone that's like this where do you stand on this right. yeah the hard conversations no one right. wants to have at the beginning right? yeah yeah. And I guess screaming is one of them. What other other ways can women really lose the respect of a, or disrespect a man in their relationship without even maybe knowing that they're yeah. disrespecting a man? Well, I think, I mean, you, you've alluded to it and all guys are going to be different, just like all women are different, right? We all got our things that, that are important to us. Mm-hmm. And we live in a, in a world that we're all uniquely beautiful in, in our own sense. So it's like you say, and you always say it, it's great. I think it's a great admonition to make sure that you know yourself and you know before you even start talking about this stuff you got to know yourself mm-hmm. and if you know yourself then you can take steps toward who you should be with and how you interact with people and you showing up in ways that for me worked very well and that's why we're together and and there's other people out there that will react you know to ways from other people in in mm-hmm. in, in like scenarios um but being able to to I mean, we've made it a point from the beginning um, that we don't want to raise our, our voices mm-hmm. and fight mm-hmm. in that way, you know? We've actually made it a goal to never fight. Yeah. That's crazy as it sounds. And I think if you have to have a sense of yourself to do that, <laughs> you have to breathe before you speak, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be willing to show up in certain ways. But again, I think we've started with where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that when, when you and I talk about a lot of things, relationship, if, if you look at the goal of this is the picture of the relationship I want, this is love to me, this is, this is what that looks like, then start there and back into it. Mm-hmm. And if you back into it, there's certain ways that you have to agree to now open up, be vulnerable, show up, you can't react the same way that you might have in the past. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to, you have to, you have to start challenging yourself to do something different about it, right? Yeah. To show up the way that gets you then equals the relationship that you want right. to have. Which is the hard part, right? That's, That's the hard part, really right. Good. And I'll, I mean, I'll use myself as an example because I think a lot of women are probably listening and thinking like, well, how can I be vulnerable or how do I show up that way? And it's saying what we feel and what we need, but from a very grounded place. Mm-hmm. Not from what I need or I lack or the scarcity or this person needs to do for me. Is being really grounded and that is hard especially for an independent woman like myself i always just stay quiet or i reacted you know i took too much and then i just exploded eventually 
and now finding that middle ground of, okay, I feel this way. I have to articulate this in a very soft way where I'm not used to and I have to just, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's so empowering at the same time. So it's so uncomfortable. It's empowering because every time I've come to you with something, again, you don't, you're not like, what do you want now? Why are you crying? Or those are things that shut emotional stuff for women. Sure. Where you guys is like, the disrespect for us is like the avoidance the stonewalling, they're not wanting to talk. And so in this practice, and it's not pretty, there's been times where like, I don't even want to look at you in the eyes like that because I feel like such a little pussy. <laughs> I just feel like so, like so, like such an, oh, you know, right. I'm just, here I go. I'm going to have to say what I really feel without using these, like these words, these fillers, these things that protect us. Right. Right. I'm not causing a fight in order to feel this connection. I'm not exploding in order to feel close to him. I'm not, making it about him or storming off for him him to chase me. You know, these are all backward ways that women find or try to find that connection. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying what I need and being like, hey, I think this could be an issue or, hey, this because of my past, because of the way that I've had love or didn't have love in the past, I know this is a trigger for me. Like, I want to avoid us going there or even finding those things. And it is hard and it's not like it's, there's been times me and you have talked and we've had vulnerable conversations where we're like going around in circles. Mm-hmm. We don't even know we're speaking in a calm voice, but we have no idea if what we're thinking and feeling is actually translating. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, did that make sense? A lot of quiet, like moments of silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like giving each other that respect without feeling threatened by the other person's emotions because we own our emotions. And, and, and you know, we're not attacking each other. Right. I, I think that's key. I mean, and, and from the get-go, I mean, we've created that space. You almost need to create that space at the beginning mm-hmm. to to set that standard and then agree to that standard, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where, where having guidelines is important. We all, humankind is made to function with guidelines, with truths that you stick to. We, we've all, we're created that way. Mm-hmm. We need that. Whether we like to say we don't need it and we can just float and flip-flop all that we want, no, we all need it, you know? And the more that we set those guidelines and then abide by them and and use those as functioning tools to live by, I mean, we have we found great success so far and we intend to continue mm-hmm. this great success as we continue to show up the same way for each other mm-hmm. with those guidelines. And then that creates a function that we're able to to grow and prosper in. Because those are rules, but like you said, guidelines, I think it's a beautiful way. And yeah. also like a roadmap to how to love each other. Yeah. Because you've had pain, past partners, whoever, I've had the same. Yeah. But if we're not able to like kind of roadmap each other into how to, hey, I feel really loved when you do this, right? I feel really loved when we do this or when you act like this or we give each other that roadmap and that creates more safety as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been like a beautiful little like dance we have going. Sure, sure. Well, and even our, you know, our Sunday thing, which, you know, yeah, being well, starting able... a new routine. That's what you mean there. Yeah. You want to tell them yeah, about that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> because we are long distance and some Sundays we're together, some Sundays we're not. I, we both thought that it would be a good routine to just check in with each other and have like a relationship check in of maybe something we can better or do better the following week or just really be like, hey, I'm proud of us because we did this really well mm-hmm. or both, you know, like whatever it is that we want to focus on that week and then also we live i think it's really sexy well our, our planners every week and plan things type a people folks 
<laughs> so planning our date night and yeah. the time, uninterrupted time that we're going to have together. Of course, when we're physically together. And I think that's important because we're both two busy people. We have a lot going on and making our relationship a priority is important to us. Right. And, you know, scheduling a date night is, I think, a, a great idea. What you do in it can be the fun, you know, unplanned part of it. That's right. But yeah. plan it, like schedule it because you schedule anything else that's important. So I think that that's exciting. And I think more couples should do that. And yeah. so far, I mean, we haven't done done a couple of Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday we want to continue. Today it's, is Sunday. So. It's a it's a good way to check in and just to to say, hey, it, am I showing up for you in the ways that you need? And and you know, how do you feel about things? And and it's a good. I mean, it could all be great. Yeah, totally happy. Or you know, it might have something that envelops from the week before that you're able to just chat about. But again, if your goal is to to find intimacy, love, the kind of life that that you only thought existed in dreams you know mm. you have to do something about it and you it doesn't just you know you don't just hope for stuff and and leave it in the hope realm and do nothing about it yeah we all got to take action to get the lives we want and i think we keep on saying if this is our goal then let again back back into it yeah. what are the things that create that kind of life and we got to kind of decide okay i got to push myself to to take a step toward that life, you know, if that's, if that's the goal, if not, then don't do it. <laughs> that's where relationships are. People say their work. I don't think their work. I think just like anything else you're passionate about, like a hobby or anything you want to create, yeah. it's going to take effort. Work sounds heavy. I think effort is important. Sure. And if you want to create anything magical and expansive and amazing, it's going to need effort from both parts. Yeah. And not only the vulnerability, but also having like so much compassion and empathy for the other person and understanding neither people are perfect. They're not going to say things perfectly all the time. They're not going to be able to be vulnerable. And even though that, that is a goal, it might not be perfect every single time mm -hmm. having that compassion and that empathy. And I always heard, I don't remember where I heard this, but they're like, somebody said, forgive fast in relationships. And that's important. And we've been, he's helped me get closer to God. And I know that's part of the Bible too. It's like forgive. Mm -hmm. And I think forgiveness is something that is hard for a lot of us because when we feel hurt, it's hard to just be like, hey, well, I forgive yeah. you, you know, but having that empathy and that compassion in a relationship, I think it's important mm -hmm. because we would, we would forgive other people, you know, for the most part. Sure. So it's harder sometimes in relationships, I think, to forgive and move on. Yeah. Because you don't know if it's not going to happen again. Right. But I mean, they often say, and, and I think there's truth in it, that forgiveness Forgiveness doesn't let someone off the hook. Mm -hmm. It actually gives you the freedom mm -hmm. to move forward in life. Mm -hmm. And and isn't that a beautiful way to look mm -hmm. at it, you know, that that you're able to have that. And and let's face it, if you're building something with someone, you know, you should be able to have the conversations with forgiveness that help you get to places that then don't have those things, you know, mm -hmm. things that 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 scar happen again you know you want to move forward into places that and that's where conversation happens we have to you know yeah. be willing to go there but man i think we've done such a beautiful job of creating the groundwork yeah. to 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 set up the space that allows vulnerability to happen and that's i think what's key probably i mean what what would you tell someone out there that you know has to be vulnerable with someone just sounds like a terrible place to get again because yeah. the hurt the hurts everywhere yeah i would say vet the person first don't go doing it with anyone because i think that's that's just going to perpetuate the same cycle of i'm not safe 
I can be vulnerable. Look, this person's showing me I can't be. Yeah. Right. Create it within yourself and then vet the person that you want to go there with. Yeah. And then understand that pain is actually beautiful. The more I understand pain and trauma, it's there to show us so many lessons. Mm-hmm. And we want to avoid pain because it doesn't feel good. But after every heartbreak, after any like death, any anything that we go through that's traumatic, that's deep, there's this beautiful rebirth and this beautiful evolution of yourself if you allow yourself to go there mm-hmm. or you stay stuck. Mm-hmm. So I think lean into the pain is what I would tell people is lean into the pain, lean into their heart, but vet the person that you want to go there with and make sure that they're they're, they're ready. Like you said, it takes two people. It takes important conversations. It takes the ability to understand where your goal is, where you're headed, where you're both headed. And I think that's where a man should lead in, in a lot of ways because you set the standard from that. I don't want us to fight. I want us to have a healthy relationship. This is where we're going to go. We have a future together. And that's where I feel a lot of them. We need that stability of being like, okay, this is where he wants to go. This is where I want to go. That's perfect. You have a vision. I have a vision. Now we can do this together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to become that first. We we wouldn't be a match for each other if we wouldn't have worked on ourselves. Sure. I, I like your touch on the pain. I feel like, you know, that's part of life and it's not the fun part of life, let's face it. But I've often heard it say, you know, if life is on a plateau and all you do is live at one level of excitement, mm-hmm. joy, pain, all of it, you know, consistency, that sounds probably good in some ways, you know, but when you then do the inverse and say, well, you know, and the, the yin and yang of life, if, if you don't have the valleys, if you don't go down to the depths and really trudge through some deep, dark spots in life, I don't think you can experience then the, the flip side, which are the peaks of joy and abundance as much. Because you have to know what it feels like to be down in the depths to then appreciate the greatness of being on the peaks, right? So living, living in the middle doesn't serve you well. And let's face it, the lives that we all live, we know that living in the middle doesn't happen. <laughs> Life is full of, of the depths mm-hmm. and then the peaks. And when you're in the depths of something, you, you got to just keep going and know that, that, that there's purpose in that. Yeah. And it's going to create this wonderful abundance if you keep moving, experience the, you know, the pain, go through the depths, but then keep that dream alive for what those peaks are going to look like down the road. Yeah, I love it. That was beautiful. I think we should have to there. Oh, I think I, you did a perfect job. The new a little new year new year speech. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's perfect. I think we, we did a good job in describing what vulnerability looks like for us and hopefully that inspires you guys listening to be vulnerable with yourself and others. And you'll be back, I'm sure, on another episode. Oh man. I like it. I like it. Get out of there, guys. Have a great day. See you guys. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>